If you're keen on backing a winner tomorrow, you've come to the right place. It's now time for the punters panel on Racing HQ with Dave Stanley. Dave Stanley. Let's go, fellas. Yes, the punters panel on this Friday. It is, of course, the 17th of February, and let's try and back some winners. So our panel today is Luke Marlowe, Simon Lenopoulos, Chris Roots, and Glenn Munsey. And I'll say good morning to you, Luke, on this Friday. Yeah, good morning, Dave. Good morning to our listeners. Good to be with you. And I think you summed it up best, Dave. Let's do it for Dean today. Let's, um, let's do what he loved, and let's talk about horse racing, and let's do it with some passion and feel privileged to do it. Um, pass on my condolences. Very sad day, but um, privileged that we can get on here and talk about this great industry of ours. Yeah, very much so. Well said, mate. Uh, Simon Lenopoulos joins us from the nation's capital. Simon, good morning to you. Yeah, morning, Dave. Morning, Dave. Yeah, not an easy morning. I think uh, obviously didn't know Dean as well as uh, you or Mums or Marlo, but uh, I remember doing the punters post morning with him one morning, and I was just so nervous. I was like, "Don't say anything stupid." Uh, I think he's undoubtedly the undisputed king of tipsers, and a lot of people now talk about their strike rates, their profit on turnover, how many units they've won. But I think the biggest accolade anyone could ever get uh, would be that they're half as good as Dean Lester. So condolences uh, to his family and friends. Joining us uh, as well, Chris Roots from the City Morning Herald. Good morning, Chris. Morning, Dave. Morning, boys. Um, really sad. Um, like Simon, I, I listened to Peter Punish Post Mortem a lot, and um, the first time I was on with Dino, I, I just sat there in silence for, for most of the thing in awe that I was actually sharing an airway with him. Um, as, as Simon said, these days we the tipsters are a dime and a dozen, but there's not many that had Dino's following, and that was because he found winners and he found them at value, and he never gloated about it. So. Um, I think we can all learn a lesson from that. A humble man who will be much, much, was much loved and will be really missed. And on a more fun note, happy birthday to the big fella, Glenn Munsey. The, the godfather of Sydney racing is 61 today. Oh, good on you, Munsey. Munsey, happy, happy birthday. birthday. Well, thank you, boys, and uh, thank you very much, uh, Christopher. Um, you'll get your uh, square up there. Don't worry about the that. The godfather of Sydney racing. Yeah. <laughs> Not a bad title. That's a big well, rap. I'm <laughs> hoping to go better than Don Corleone last week. Yeah. Oh, what about <laughs> it? It? Oh. All right. We've got uh, 28 minutes, boys. 28 minutes to try and sink our teeth into this uh, Rose Hill meeting. If you've got a call for our team, 135353, or the text line is 0419-767-272. let us start with the Hobart We'll go on that order of entry. So we'll start with you, Luke. Uh, is his favourite immoral? Um, I'm not going to say that, but I think he'll. I think he'll get the job done. There's two negatives. He's coming off all time. I mean, if you could describe what is the, what is the perfect run to have in a race, that's what he got last start. So that's one slight negative. The other is his J Mac off but he finds an outstanding replacement in T. Clark. So I don't want any negatives if I've got to take a dollar fifty and declare something immoral. But I think he's a class act. I think he's a Group 1 horse, and he deserves to be short in the market. I'm tipping him. One thing I will say is Zoo Tiger will improve sharply out to 1,400. It was too short for him last start. You saw him get off the bit before the turn, and I think he'll go forward, and he'll be map positive. He'll run a super race. And you talk about perfect runs. Well, Osipenko, he got the other end of the scale. Gee, he was four deep from barrier three last start. It was quite extraordinary. 
I don't think it was entirely Nash's fault. If you look at the steward's vision, he, he laid out most of the race. So that concerns me a little bit. Why was he doing that, uh, Osipenko? Was it because he'd had the Melbourne prep and he was a little bit confused and on the wrong leg going the Sydney way? I'm not sure, but I think the better gate will sort that out. But he could be three back. He could be four back because he's got no speed. So how's he going to run down half cabin up front? So, look, it's an exciting race. Um, it's a good one to talk about. And the only other point I wanted to make about half cabin too, guys, is uh, because he was off the bleed, I think I don't think he was far off the mark. The way he paraded, presented, I think he was pretty fit first up. So I think a few of the other horses might have more improvement fitness-wise than him. Um, I think he'll win. I couldn't take the price. Uh, it's an exciting race heading towards the Guineas. Yeah, agree. It's a it's a tricky one because he's obviously taking care of them comfortably in the lead up. I would agree with Luke. You're the best PR, so perfect run you've ever seen. But he lands outside the lead, and it looks like they all hit their slot on the map, which to me is always an issue because if that's the case, uh, it's generally a slow tempo. So those out the back, I don't think, have much chance here. Sue Tiger leads. Af Cabin will be there. Communist probably lands the coffin. I think Af Cabin will get away with it. They'll, I think his main opposition will all be better at 1,400, but I've still got a slight query on Af Cabin when he gets to the mile. So I won't be taking him on tomorrow, but I wouldn't be, I'll probably be taking him on in the Guineas. He's not bred to run a mile and... You generally can't be that fast over 1,200 and be a strong miler. So if they can get near him tomorrow, I think he will be susceptible in the grand final. But, yeah, very much looking forward to seeing how those horses behind him progress second up. Yeah, he, he, he sort of picks himself, doesn't he? He beat, he beat them with brilliance last time. And he's got that air of, you know, uh, just having that really sharp sprint, which, which, which takes you a long way in the shorter races. As Simon said, at a mile, will 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 that sharpness come off him? But I think at fourteen hundred metres, this might even be his best trip. He he won the Guineas Pro Year in Melbourne. He was going to start a really short price in the Guineas, and um, talking to James Cummings, he 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 says um, that half cabin was a little, a little bit in front of Golden Mile, and Golden Mile took care of them in the Guineas. So I. I can't get away from him. I think Tim Clark just rolls over, gets the perfect spot, and um, then he just has to fight, do the, do the right thing at the right time. I think Animo won this race last year, year for, and just just got home, and we saw what happened to him in the mile race. Horses I'm interested in are Communist and Brosnan. They were both pretty good first up. I think they I think they're too long in the market. I think one of them will run into a into into a minor in some of the minor money. So. I could be um, tempted into playing them the place, and I, I think Zoo Tiger gets gets his way in front. And um, you got to remember, he did run third in a gold a golden a golden rose at the um, at this trip. Right, our market here has uh, aft cabin. Uh, you could have had as much as one seventy five in the all in market, one seventy final field, and he's firmed every day. One seventy, one sixty five was one fifty five earlier this morning. Is now a one fifty chance. Osipenko and Zoo Tiger, the only other two runners in single figures. Seven dollars for Osipenko and Zoo Tiger at eight fifty. It's out from eight this morning. And then the interesting run of the Kiwi, Pier, uh, who's been as short as eight. Is 10 out to 11 this morning. Nothing backed with any confidence whatsoever uh, to beat half cabin here. Well, just surely Timmy Clark, he just uses Zoo Tiger uh, as much as he possibly can because Zoo Tiger looks to cross here from, uh, 
from barrier, well, he's seven less the scratching, so he, well, he, he doesn't move. So he stays in barrier seven. Half cabin has barrier ten. But there doesn't seem to be massive amount of speed in this no, race here. Much, so there? There, there's no better rider on any horse going in the first two or three to settle down than Timmy Clark. So surely he just uses Zoo Tiger. Let Zoo Tiger drag him across and camps on Zoo Tiger. He, he'll get a, a very, very similar run to what he got to beat them at Ramwick. They couldn't get near him at Ramwick. I think he's been dominant his last two runs, his last run in Melbourne and his run the other day, when he's been ridden positive. And if he rides positive again today, like I wouldn't take a dollar fifty waking up tomorrow morning. But... Um, you know, that's the reason he's a dollar fifty. It's a similar situation to what we saw last week. You know, why was In Secret so short last week? Well, the second pick was Sunshine in Paris, meeting it at level weights. Well, why is he short so short this week? He toyed with them at his last start, and will get a very, very similar run to how he beat them at Ranwick. Sean's on the line. Our first caller, Sean. Good morning. Morning, guys. How are we today? Good. Uh, tell us what's on your mind and what's your question, mate. Mate, race uh, six in, in Sydney, um, I want to back Brutes. I've been following for a little while now. Um, I think it, it can beat the favourite, yourself. Yeah. Sean, she's a good mare, isn't she? Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm not sure. I haven't loved the trials, if I'm being honest. Uh, I think she's trialled okay. But that second one, um, gee, he he got stuck into a J-Mac. And then he, he sat up on her and... I just needed to see her go through the line better. But, um, look, she's not a bad mare. Um, on her best, yes, she'll, she'll be a chance. But how are they going to beat this favourite, guys? She is absolutely airborne, completely airborne. She's had seven runs for pride, three wins, and her last win was the best of her career. She's a six-year-old mare, and when these mares start to race well, I can just see her going forward. And, and winning again. Uh, I mean, she's fit. Half of these aren't fit. They're resuming. So I think personally, the favourite's um, close to over the line if she can reproduce what she's done in her recent runs. Yeah, so, so she's a better bet than Af Cabin then, Luke? Well, if you're talking price, the $2 her appeals more to me than the $1.50 Af Cabin. Um, but look, I haven't done anything yet. But I just think if it's a firm, fast Rose Hill... Uh, and she's drawn a wide gate. That'll that'll guarantee you a positive ride from T. Clark. He'll he'll be pushing her up there, and he knows he's got a fitness edge, so he can use her up a little bit early. And she can do it both ends. That's the thing, Simon. Yeah, for sure. I think as you touched on, seven of them are first up, including Roots, who I don't think she'll be able to sprint with them over this trip. I think over further and agree with Luke. Haven't loved her trials uh, this time. In the filly down the bottom is interesting. She's trolled up very well uh, off the Oaks Prep for Vitra. She, I'd imagine, will lead from that draw. Or if they, how she trialled, you'd imagine they can lead if they want to. Expat rolls forward, and then Timmy can just tag them on Maria Mare and land the one-one. And yeah, I think she's a much better bet than Af Cabin. Uh, Two dollars, I think, is more than fair. She's better than a coin flip in this. So hang on, uh, <laughs> you were asking me, and you already knew the answer. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I you're foxing. Sure you're you foxing. Agreed. I just wanted to make sure you agreed. Yeah, yeah, I do. I I'm that. not sure Pavitra could lead if it wants to, though. I think if if Clark wants the front on Maria Mia, she's a lot faster mare than Pavitra uh, and I think Expat that, as well. I think there's a lot, enough speed in this race that he'll just tag it. I don't. I think he's, you know, the only problem for Tim might be is that they're all looking for him because yeah. she's the obvious one in the race and she's drawn wide. So he's going to have to. He might have to push the button to cross the 
it's a de- decent enough um, that, uh, run there from the 1300. He's just going to, once he slots in. When I did the race, first of all, I, I thought Maria Mia, just with all, everything's in her favour. She gets all the ticks, you know. She's, she's, she's had the two, two runs. She's progressed from the first one to the second one. If it wasn't going to be forty degrees tomorrow or thirty degrees tomorrow, and it was it was raining, she'd she'd be a dollar fifty because um, when Tim got off the last time, he said she'll be even better with some cut in the ground. She almost broke a track record, so um, that's the sort of mare she is. On routes, um, three from three first up uh, went to Goulburn. It's first day in the race, so I know my brother had something on her, so he was he he he's been on her every start. I'm going to have to try and talk. Uh, he'll, he'll be ringing me and ask me how to talk, talk him out of it. So um, it's one of those it's one of those ones where, you know, I, I think she'll run a big race. She'll get home hard. If they go hard enough for her, she'll get home hard. The one that I, I could spec at a big odds is Cousard. Its form on dry tracks just says it's an ap- it needs it absolutely rock hard. It's going to get that tomorrow. First up, not really done much before, but I think it's way over the odds. I think it can run, run a big race, but... As I said, I've got Maria Romero probably the best bet on the card, card, but and I don't really like taking even money about her best bet, but she looks completely over the odds to me. Uh, well, Maria Mia, uh, you could have had as much as $2.80 in the all-in market. She was $2.60 in the final field, so she's been $2.60. Got into odds on yesterday, back to an evens chance now. She's about two-thirds of the money on the race. $8 bar. Uh, Electric Girls, an $8 chance, was eight fifty earlier today. Expat at $8. She's been eight fifty yesterday. She's gone eight eight fifty eight dollars uh, the last couple of days. Catalan has been six out to eight fifty after she went up four fifty in the all in market. Roots went up five all in, six final field. She's out to eight fifty and eight out to eight fifty this morning. Pavitra has been as much as fifteen into eleven. Sonora uh, was fifteen all in, opened thirteen, got to twenty one is now nineteen. Honey Creeper uh, went up eleven all in, thirteen out to twenty one final field. Cliff's Art went up twenty six is fifty one to forty one this morning. And Grand Ramor went up 26, is 51 to 41 this morning as well. well. Key to the race here is what Sonora and Pavitra do from barriers one and four. Because I can't see Maria Mia crossing expat that's drawn inside it. If Sonora and Pavitra take hold here, uh, honey, uh, Maria Mia is going to have to sit outside expat. Uh, I couldn't take evens Maria Mia. I think the bet in the race is the $7 place only, Cliff's Art. It was $9 place only this morning. Now, genuine speed is what she needs, and she should get it. Um, she's been one of mine for a long while. I know she hasn't won for 251 days, but how she got beat in the Summon Stakes in Caulfield will go down in history of one of the wonders of the turf uh, when she was massive odds that day. Her first up run last time in behind Remark on a heavy eight was very, very good, and she hates wet tracks. Her dry track runs are very good. She just needs genuine speed on, and I think that is the bet in the race. All right, uh, boys, let's go to the Silver Slipper. This is race number four on the card, and King's Gambit, 260. Nash Arilla jumps on, Luke. Yeah, he does, Dave. Uh, Nash, he's a go-to jock. Uh, J-Mac obviously not riding at the meeting, and, and Nash and Clark, they've they've got the plum rides. Look, it's D-Day for him, isn't it? Uh, he's got a he's got a shape up now. He's one of the he was one of the boom horses for the Golden Slipper. I'm going to give him another chance, guys. I, I can't see a lot of pace in this race. 
I think they'll jump out. King's Gambit, he rolls forward outside, of, uh, inside of fire lane, and I'd actually like to see him take it up uh, because he's won doing that. And when he won at Caulfield on debut, he did it both ends and ran pretty good sectionals on the clock, and that's why he attracted this big boom. He put a margin on them, etc. He just went to pieces in the yard first up, and I think there was plenty left in the tank. I like the fact that he's been given 20 days to just recover from that, and I mean, the SP was probably a bit ridiculous, $1.28, but surely the market couldn't have been that wrong about him. I think he can atone and make a big statement heading towards the Golden Slipper. You have to agree, Luke. I think it's a pretty easy race to tie in a few horses. So Platinum Jubilee and Fire Lane have both raced twice, and to suggest there's a great deal between them, I don't think you can. And then Fire Lane and Cylinder obviously raced at Newcastle, and there was nothing between them. So if Fire Lane's $14... I have to suggest Cylinder and Platinum Jubilee are both uh, well and truly under the odds. You touched on King's Gambit's last start SP. I think that was a little overreaction there, but at the same point, I think the market's gone the other way uh, on Saturday. I think 260 is probably too big. Um, had he run up to market expectations there, he's deep odds on. So if you can be forgiving, and as Luke touched on, went to pieces in the yard, he can land the 1-1, he can roll forward. As Luke touched on, Nash is on. These are inferior horses to what he raced against last start and you're getting double the price so yeah i'll definitely be backing him tomorrow yeah i think he's uh there wasn't a lot wrong with his first up run like if you look on the clock he he, he ran a good section the way the race was run he was never going to beat the leader the leader got a soft section and then took off and they ran home 33 and he just kept kept finding the line now um the overreaction in the market, that is now you can get, I think, $13 in the Golden Slipper last night just because if he wins this, he'll be close to favourite in the Golden Slipper again because everyone will be back on the bandwagon, you know. Mm. It's, there's, there's, there's not many on there now, but I'm, I'm guessing they'll all jump on if he comes out and wins the Silver Slipper by three, and I think he can do that. I just think Nash is a perfect rider for him. He can, he'll be strong on him. I think we saw that with Blake. He just, he just sat and swung on him at Caulfield, and, you know, he just got chasing a bit, and we all know how the Snowdens prepare their two-year-olds. They don't score them down first up. They, they, they're building towards one target, and that's in about a month's time. And, and they know they've got, to, they've got to show their hand on, on Saturday. He wins, and I don't think he'll be, I don't think he'll be $2.60 when they go to post. I think he'll have a one in front of him. Oh, I don't know. Do you reckon? He'll have a one in front of him, Luke. There'll be, the there'll be a stack of money for him. No. I can't see him being odds on, but I, I, I like your confidence, Chris. I like your confidence. I'm, I'm with you, but he can't be that sure, can he, Munns? Oh, I, th- I thought he was going to say he was going to start double figures. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, what do you think, Munns? Uh, he, he won't be starting with a one in front of his name. You can guarantee you that. Uh, let's have a look at the market anyway. He went up 350 in the all-in market. He's been 330 into 260 in this market here. Cylinder has been the best supported runner in the race, though. He went up $4 all in. He's been 5 He was 370 earlier today. He's now 360 Platinum Jubilee went up 350 Equal favourite with King's Gambit on Monday. Open 380 Wednesday. It's 420 440 now 460 
Mumbai Muse, uh, who went up $5 Monday, has been five fifty out to 8 since Wednesday. Madeira Sunrise, who was a late entry for this race, so it wasn't priced in the all-in market. Opened $6 Wednesday, has been 7 8 now eight fifty. Fire Lane went up 11 Monday, stayed there Wednesday. Since that point has been 13 15 into 14 this morning. And Carnaby, who's still down to race at Canterbury tonight, though Scratchy's not due for another 10 minutes, uh, it's a 101 chance anyway. Uh, I'm pretty keen on Cylinder here, boys. Um, this is a horse where at Newcastle, his first run of race, as Simon said, you can tie in Fire Lane, Platinum Jubilee and Cylinder in different ways. Uh, his first run of race, well, at 900 metres at Newcastle, never suited him. He drew the outside alley there, was jagged back to last. You just can't win from back in the field at Newcastle. Then at his next start at Caulfield, he broke his jaw in the barrier prior to the race. He lunged forward at the gates, broke his jaw, um, which what? they only found out after the race. My uh, he then settled. He, he, he ran, um, was held up behind the lead on the fence there and sort of took an age to get out and get clear. Uh, the format of that race isn't too bad. Trialed on Monday, just pinged, controlled the trial and was very, very good. And I think he can control the race here from barrier one in a race where I don't think there's a great deal of speed on. And I think he is definitely the horse to beat in this race. It's like you, Stanley, playing on with the broken jaw. But yeah. Munz, I don't think um, I don't think he'll hold out King's Gambit with Nash on. I think Nash will he'll be marking him urgent my, straight to the my top. My concern with King's Gambit, he's done everything on rain-affected tracks. Now, this track at the moment is a soft five. They watered yesterday to hold it there at a soft five, knowing today's going to be 34 degrees and tomorrow's 34 degrees. He, he hasn't... He's trialled twice on rain-affected tracks. He's run twice on rain-affected tracks. I want to see him do it on a firm track. I don't think it'll be a problem. Not a, not being a nine invincible. He wants it. Yeah. He wants yeah. it dry. I'm, I'm just saying, I need, I need f- to see him be something on a dry track. Uh, the other day, well, it was ridiculous what the price he was the other day. He was $1.20 on a hype mm. the other day. Mm. So um, he'll love you know. the dry months. Mm. We'll uh, race seven, guys, the Parramatta Cup. Uh, gee, there's been good support for King Frankel here, Luke. Yeah, there has, Dave. He's um, he's a nice horse, isn't he? I think he's trialling great. I like the short break. Nineteen hundred first up won't be a problem. Um, I've I've sided with him, but I, I wouldn't say I'm bullish at all. Just the awkward map has me slightly concerned. He is on a Sydney Cup path. Um, I think most likely he'll, he'll just keep rolling and he'll end up outside Irish legend um, or something like that. Uh, I'm not sure Banju... Gee, you just don't know until he does it at 1,900 metres. He was he was good winning at the mile, but that was his race completely. And just on the line, I know Jones sort of eased up on him, but no compromise was going two to his one on the post. So he's got to go an extra 300. I think that's some sort of a question mark on him. And the other form line I just wanted to touch on was that Australia Day Cup at Warwick Farm where they just went crazy. Looking at the data, they just went uh, 14 lengths above uh, via daily sectionals. So that that's very, very quick. I'm worried about those horses coming out of that and, and rebounding strongly, the likes of Raging Bull, Bonnie Ezra, Parry Sound. So, yep, I'm looking for the fresh blood. I think he's a horse to follow this preparation uh, King Frankel, he uh, his grand finals the Sydney Cup, so he'll have a little bit more in the tank. But I think he'll make a good return to racing here. Uh, Simon, um, I can't understand how he's so short. He's... You don't like it? No, I don't like. It. Uh, well, not at the price. 
I think inside three to one, way too short. Up against horses that are absolutely airborne. Irish legend Banju, I know they got a few knocks on the weekend, but he's first up conceding uh, to them. His last start at Newcastle was an absolute joke in terms of he just got away with murder in front. I don't think there's anything in the form book to suggest he should start favourite in this race, which is why I have to oppose him at the price. Bonnie Ezra comes out of that race. They ran 1-3 in the Hobart Cup, uh, Luke, so the form's worked out all right from the Australia Day Cup. $10 Bonnie Ezra, for me, looks to be the best in the race. Yeah, he's a nice horse, King Frankel, but I couldn't be backing him first up on Saturday. Um, this race usually throws up uh, a horse that's got a lot of quality about it and... Um and coming back early and, and running really well. But looking at it, I'm with you, Simon. I, I can't get him that short, King Frank. Well, I think I think Irish Legend's absolutely flying. Since Brock Lalonde's gone on him, he's, he's living him twice and living absolutely perfectly. And he'll probably get a similar run here. And they're going to have to be pretty good to to beat a rock-hard Les Bridgehorse. So I've got him on top. Sacramento will roll forward as well. That's probably, probably could be a pest to, to Irish Legend, but... You know, it's going to be it's it's he just he just looks to me at about the five dollar quote a really good bet in this race. Yeah, well, market wise here, King Frankel, as Dave said, has been well supported, but not a, a, it's not a uh, vastly busy betting race by any stretch of the imagination. Went up six dollars all in, has been four dollars eighty into a short of three seventy this morning and back out to three eighty now, and just on half the investment, but. Of the races on Saturday, this is the race that holds the least amount of money so far. So, you know, it's not not a good go by any stretch of the imagination. Irish legend uh, has been 6 into 480 since Wednesday. Banjo uh, has been 480 out to 5 after it went up 6 on Monday. Bonnie Ezra has been 9, 9.50, now 10. Sacramento has been 10, 11, 12, back into 11 this morning. Mohican Heights already scratched from Brisbane, 12 out to 13. Raging Bull back in trip, 12, 13, 14. And Aravine second up with the blinkers on, 13, 15, 16, 17. 21 each of three, the other three. And Salino first run in 18 months or 15 months or whatever it is, as uh, a $71 chance. Um, yeah, I, I think he's got some holes in him, uh, King Frankel, here, because he's been uh, a horse that's dominated from the front at his last two wins, albeit in a benchmark 72. And that was a joke race, the race at Newcastle. that was just a sprint home. They sprinted home in 33 or something at the end of a, a mile-and-a-half race, which is unheard of. Um, and he's going to get a solid test here because you've got rock-hard horses, rock-fit horses, Irish legend and Banjoo. And I just think he's vulnerable... Um, first up, uh, Irish legend is flying um, since he's just come solid. He's had five runs back from a break, and he, he had he had two runs in a week uh, to win both of them at Rose Hill and Ramwick. And then his, Les trialled him the other day. Uh, he's just loving to pour the work into him, and you know he just rolled along in the trial the other day and just kept going. I think he's definitely the horse to beat. I think the horse that can improve is Sacramento. He just wasn't ridden uh, probably advantageous to him the other day. He's got an excellent record second up, and he won't be that far away in the run. But I'm happy to play around King Frankel at the odds. I get it what uh, from your perspective, all you guys, about King Frankel. But one thing you've got to take into account, too, he did it all in his first Australian preparation last time. I mean, these, these imports, uh, usually they take a prep or two to come good. He, he did it straight away. So I'm forecasting he can find lengths 
on what he did last time in and the way he trialled him. I get your angle, but I'm happy to gamble that he's good enough. Yeah, Mark Newton was asked. Mark Newton was asked on Wednesday of all the runners he had in on Saturday, what was his best? And before Richard Haynes can get the word best out, he said King Frankel. Yeah, so you know it's flying, Munns. Yeah, and Mark and Mark wrote it on Tuesday because Tyler was crook, so he got a fairly good line on it on Tuesday. And that, and when Mark gets on them, Tyler says, and he gives you a little bit of. He gives you a little bit of confidence that you take take a lot of confidence out of it because it, he knows. No, yeah. he doesn't ride the ones that there's no rap on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, boys, we're going to get our multi out very, very soon and then Ron Duffersy is going to join us uh, with a tribute to, uh, to Dean Lester. Uh, let's look at the last race in Sydney. Then we'll get the multi out uh, and your thoughts and then we'll wrap up the punters panel. So what wins the last, Luke? I'm not keen, Dave. I'm not keen at all. I don't know. There's a couple of texts here about um, the Cummings horse, the 11. Yeah, I think he's. I think he showed first up one or two things. Well, he laid in, so I think he ideally wants his toe in. It's going to be rock hard by the time it's race 10 on a hot day at Rose Hill on Saturday. I, I think he needs softer, so I'm, I'm against him. I think quick tempo is going to find it hard to win getting back from a wide draw and... Decent sprinters here. So I sort of landed on Andermatt, but as I alluded to, I'm not keen. Um, I think it's a tricky enough race to to conclude the day, but he did do enough for me last start to say he's back. He's another one who does like to get his toe in as well, but that last run on a good four gives me some confidence that he can reproduce, and I think the claim for Lloyd will also help him. So Andermatt for me, Syme, but you'll be tipping Shelby, no doubt. (laughs) Yeah, you'll love the Rutland track. Uh, no, one of the better bets of the day in Midwest, I think. he. I reckon they've made a mistake every start this time in, in how he's been ridden. And last start just went a bit too slow on him. He was sitting shot late for Maria Mia. I think Tim Clark is one of the biggest switches you'll see there tomorrow. Inside draw leads. A touch on Cote. He's all strength. 1100, they'll be too sharp for him on a rattling track. And then you've got Mautai, Forzanini, an easy single running shotgun for him. So... Not scared of any of those horses, so I think Tim will just lead comfortably, and I think he'll win. I'm not scared of Andaman either. I don't. I've, he's a wet tracker. So Midwest, one of the better bets, I think, tomorrow. Geez, Midwest got more frequent fly points than Dave Stanley. It's been been everywhere, hasn't it? They've been just trying to find the right race for it. Um, going pretty well. I can't get it as short as it is, so I went looking elsewhere. Probably going to back two horses here. I'm going to have something on quick tempo. No 1100 row, still getting back. It's a recipe for disaster, but they're going to be pretty hard here on a on road. I think he can he can come into the race. And I think the market's missing his son. You've got to remember he was he was right up in the Golden Eagle betting last year, and he just does not handle wet tracks. Comes back, I think he's, he's all four wins have been on good tracks. Four not from nine starts, he's had four wins. I think he can run a, a big race and a double figures. He's he's probably an each way bet to nothing. Righto, market here. Midwest went up a $4 chance here and there's $4 into $2.80 and half the investment on the race. And to put it into perspective, this race holds double what the staying race does. Uh, Andermatt on the second line are bidding at five fifty, no change. Cote, 5 to five fifty. Quick tempo, uh, as much as $10 bet about it earlier today, now nine fifty. Kiss some, been 10 out to 11. Easy single, 10 to 13, back into 12. Mautai. 
uh, has been 11 out to 15, back to 14. Forza Nini, 13 out to 21. Flying Crazy, 31 into 23, off nothing. Handle the Truth, 21 to 26, and $51 for Shelby. Uh, I agree with Simon. Now, Simon, I reckon Matty Cartwright, when they got to the first turn the other day, he, he, he was coming, he, he got him to come back to get him round that first turn. Uh, he just wobbled on that first turn, and then he sort of dropped anchor. Timmy Clark won't be dropping anchor in this race here. It'll be foot to the floor, and it'll be Tata Tatiana yeah. here, Midwest. Uh, Agreed. You've got Cote chasing you. You've got no concerns in the world. The dangers yeah, is handle the truth. He is the best horse in this race by far. He's got an exceptional first up record. He trialled against Walkers the other day at Canberra, but he showed enormous zip. Uh, whether or not Keithy's getting ready for the national sprint in a couple of weeks' time that he won two years ago. That's his last win, actually. But he just trialled too good. Concerned with Kissum, he's trialled every preparation he's ever had except this one. Let's get the multi out, and then Ron Duffersey will join us. Uh, what is running top four for you tomorrow, Luke? Dave, I think um, for top four, race eight, Zoo Tiger is a great play. Um, I don't see a lot of speed. I think he goes to the front. He can control the race, and he's so genuine and much better suited at 1,400 metres. Last time he was at 1,400 around Rose Hill, he did run third to Jackano in a Group 1 Golden Rose. So I think he's a great play for our top four multi. Zoo Tiger, race eight. Yeah, for me, yep. Yep, for me, race three, Insurrection. It's a rematch. We saw Insurrection beat Economics at Musselbrook, one of the best maidens you've ever seen at Musselbrook. The fourth horse still hasn't run. <laughs> Find it, put it in the black book. It'll be winning wherever it goes. But he went enormous after being gelded. I think economics, one soft trial, uh, looks to be cast from that draw. Insurrection should lead and take plenty of catching. So happy to have him in the first four multi. Just economics on worked between races at Warwick Farm last Wednesday. Mm. With just on it, Simon. Ran the best last 200 of the meeting after leading Insurrection. You just don't see it. So uh, it did at both ends. Yeah, and the stable is absolutely airborne. Bryce Hayes is the form stable in Sydney, but Friedman isn't far behind. I think you certainly want to find them at the moment. Okay, yeah, great. Time. Chris, uh, your top four selection for the multi? Not not always a, a, a highway player, but I just want, I just think this horse has just been set up for a 1,400 oh, metre kill. Syrian star. If they had absolutely no luck first up behind Smoke Show, um, and... What you find, what I've found with these um, the horses that go from highways into a, a midweek race and then come back to highways, they 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 find a they find a leg. Barrier oh. seven, I think, can be closer from four over fourteen hundred. I think it'll have it'll just be too good for them. So, All right. and so. And Glenn, your top four selection: Silver Slipper Dave, race number four, Cylinder. Barrier one, Jump Control, keep going. Thank you very much. And Simon, the horse that run third in that maiden at Musselbrook was Toronto Mika of Richard ah, Wills. It's won two of its last three. The horse yeah. that run fourth is a horse called Mantaro, trained by Rod Northam. Hasn't been sighted since that race. Yeah, Rod's got yeah. a horse on his hand. Yeah, oh, I hope it hasn't. So, Insurrection, Syrian Star, Cylinder, and Zoo Tiger all to run top four. That price is currently eight dollars. With the tab, eight dollars. It's a max bet of twenty-five dollars. Oh, what's doing there? Well, I, I, surely, what are you doing? You're killing us. I don't know. It's just what uh, Dicko's done this morning. Sure, you can. Surely, you can make it a max bet of fifty. Come on, Dicko, Come if on, you're listening Dicko. to we're, us. We're, we're tipping in the highway. Come on, mate. Give us, a, give us a max <laughs> bet mean, of fifty. Max bet of fifty. Kidding. 
Come on. I love it. I like it. I like it. Come on, Dicko. Change those rules. Max Simon, bit of 50. settle down. Your, your, your day in the sun is coming up in a few weeks' time. Or your I'm two very days excited, in the sun. So just I'm very just, excited. Oh, it's <laughs> happening. Right. Well, you'll be able to go to the races this year. You won't be under lock and key. Perfect. Uh, gents, thanks so much for being a part of the punters panel this morning. Uh, that punters panel multi is open as we speak. Syrian star, um, insurrection, and you've got Cylinder and Zoo Tiger. So uh, jump on the Today's Offers section of the Tab app and the Tab website, and you will find that. Thanks, gents. See ya, boys. So. All right. Tiger's even through 10.